0: Hello, everybody. This is Common Sense Christianity again. Hope everybody's doing well. Today we're going to do uh, two pieces of scripture. We're going to dig right into them quick. And the first one is Isaiah 9:6, and the second one's going to be Isaiah 7:14. And why are we going to look at these? Well, Trinitarians use these to prove, you know, that Jesus is God Almighty. They think that the word God is here, like God with us and uh, Mighty God, and that means Jesus is. God Almighty. And that's simply not true, and I'll explain why. So let's go ahead and read Isaiah 9, 6, and this is in the RSV. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, or shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Okay, well, the first thing we can see here is Mighty God. In Psalm 82, we know that God made men gods. You are gods. You are child you know, sons of the most high. So and there were no lowercase letters in Hebrew. For a Trinitarian to change them to small case and leave Jesus uppercase is pure Trinitarian bias and deception. You know, there were no lowercase letters. So they're picking who is a lowercase god and who is a bigger, you know, uppercase God. And a lot of Trinitarians don't know this. They just read it, they see one's lower. So when I have this discussion with them, they'll say, Well, he's a lower god, he's a lesser god, you know, he's lowercase. So they don't they don't get to this. So, mighty God is is in the Hebrew. It's the word L E L, and other people are, are also you know, got, you know other people use <clears throat> this exact same term. We can go to uh, Ezekiel thirty one eleven for example. I handed it over to the ruler of the nations. Okay, same word L E L. You can look at the Hebrew. Go to Bible Hub. Go to Ezekiel thirty one eleven. Compare it to Isaiah nine six. Exact same word L. Ruler. So basically, Jesus is mighty ruler. He's mighty God. You know, it doesn't say he's God Almighty. And no Jewish person was waiting for God to come down. They they were waiting for a prophet. They understood this. They understood what God meant. Doesn't mean God Almighty. They were not expecting God to become a man ever. Never, never. Okay. So that's that. That's the first part of that. Now, if we look at um, if we look at. Everlasting Father, right after that, we know that Jesus is not literally the Father, right? In the Trinitarian doctrine, you can't confuse the persons. So, oneness believers will latch onto it, though, and they'll say Jesus is the Father. What does everlasting Father mean? It means the Father of the coming age, you know, the Father of the age to come. He's the first one that's going to bring us into everlasting life, right? He's, he's the firstborn from the dead. He's the first one that was raised from the dead. So he's considered the father of the age to come. In that culture, you know, they say in the Bible, he's the father of instruments. You know, he's the, basically the first one that started it. He, you know, he's the, he's the beginning. He started it. He's considered the father, right? It doesn't mean literally like biologically or anything like that. It's different. It's a, it's a title. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate. So you can't. I can pose to a Trinitarian, well, if you're going to take Mighty God literally, then you have to take Everlasting Father literally. We, we know that Jesus is not the Everlasting Father, so what do the words really mean? And like I said, Ezekiel 31.11, we can see that God means ruler. He's, he's a mighty ruler. Absolutely. And the second one we're going to get into is Isaiah 7.14. And I'll read it in the NIV. And there's a footnote. So we can... And there's a reason why. So it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign a virgin will conceive and will give birth to a son and will will call him Emmanuel. So it doesn't really flow off very well in NIV. And give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And it says right here in the footnote, Emmanuel means God with us. So if you look at other translations of Isaiah, Isaiah 7.14, it doesn't say just they will call him Emmanuel. It literally says that um, they will call him, you know, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Nobody calls Jesus Emmanuel for one thing. Nobody ever calls Jesus Emmanuel. It's 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 a title just like if I said, you know, Elijah means uh, Yahweh is our God. You know, if we used if we used uh names like that literally, then we could end up in all kinds of problems. You know, we we ended up starting calling uh I, you know, Isaiah or uh um Elijah rather, um uh Mighty God or or, uh, Yahweh is our God. So um, we can't take those literal. Um, And to be in God with them, the Jewish people understood what that meant. It means that, you know, if I was doing miracles, for instance, in a parking lot, and they would come out, they would say, God is here, right? God is here. They were looking at me. God is here because they were experiencing things of God. But they wouldn't be thinking that I'm God, right? Just like um, we can go through other, other instances of this. Um, so we look at um, uh, in Luke 7.16 is a perfect example. They were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. That's the NIV. Other translations say God has visited his people. Did they think this prophet was God? Clearly not. They didn't. They, they, they thought that they, they experienced God in through you know, through this prophet they were looking at God directly because God was there with them God God was with them in that he was with you know he was with the prophet and we can look at Acts 10:38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth right they notice it doesn't say God anointed God with the Holy Spirit, you don't need to be anointed with the Holy Spirit if you are God, and power, and how we went around doing good healing and all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. God with us. God was with Jesus. Absolutely. Um, We can look at John 3, 2 in the NIV. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, right? Right? To come from God doesn't mean you came down from the sky. He knew it. Just like John 1.6 says, There was a man sent from God. His name was John. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Right? So, God with us, in that God was with the prophet. So, again, when we look at the title God, it does not always mean God Almighty. Men were called gods. Judges were called gods. Moses was made a god over Pharaoh. Elohim. He was made a God. So yes, Jesus was a God, but he's not God Almighty. That's the problem the Trinitarians see, is they read the text, they see Jesus is called God, the Holy Spirit is called God, the Father is called God, so therefore, all three of them together, there must be a Trinity, you know, it must be God. They don't understand that, you know, Jesus was a God in a lower sense, just like Jesus prayed. Father, in John 17, 3, Father, I, I pray that they know you, the only true God. Because Jesus knew that men were called gods. The Bible says there are many so-called gods in heaven and on earth. Yeah, these so-called gods are judges. People like Moses, people like Jesus, right? So it's very intellectually dishonest to make Jesus an uppercase God and make other people in the Bible lowercase gods when everything was written in Hebrew with no punctuation really, no, uppercase, or no lowercase letters. So it just shows trinitarian bias. So I hope the point I hope that you get out of this podcast the point is that I was trying to make that yes God was with them and that God was with Jesus, right? It doesn't mean that Jesus was God almighty. So God bless you and have a great day.